Welcome to the Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, also known as SWIRE. This podcast keeps SWIRE members up to date on what's new and happening in our organization. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. It is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Not a member? We still encourage you to listen. Each week, we provide you with valuable information related to the real estate industry and Southwest Iowa. Welcome to this episode of the Swire Podcast. I'm Todd Studer, and in studio today, Amy Swoboda, Executive Officer for Swire. Thank you so much for your time, Amy. What's the latest? What's happening? Well, April is Fair Housing Month. This is a big month for realtors. Um, We like to recognize um, the importance of fair housing in our markets and across the country. We have uh, April 11th, we have the RPAC Road Tour at the Hoff Center, and you'll get a free lunch and learn about RPAC. We really like you to sign up for that. You can just contact me at the office, and we'll get your name on the list. April 20th, we have a self-defense class at Sovereign Martial Arts in Glenwood. That class is already half full, so please sign up and we will do more of these throughout the year. That's from your safety committee. They're committed to um, physical safety this year. And then April 26th, there will be a DEI fair housing event. We're still working out the details on that, so stay tuned. Sounds like a lot of activities going on. And as we talk about often that uh, with different realtors, opportunities for folks when to get involved with some of these different organizations as well. Great. Yep, that's what we want. We want them to, to uh, attend our events and meet other realtors and, and learn something at these events too. Well, you actually wanted to turn the tables on me a little bit today. Yes, we are. Today, (laughs) I'm the host and you're the guest. (laughs) All right. So do we need to switch chairs? No, I think we're fine. Okay. (laughs) We wanted to share with our members um, why we do our podcast. Um, We do it as an option for uh, communicating our events and like like we just talked about, or what's coming up up with the board, or as an alternative educational source um, in some small doses. So when you're driving in your car or you've got 10 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes while you're waiting for your kids to get out of their swim lesson or whatever, you can get some information. And I think um, we're doing them every week. So we release them every Wednesday. We want you to keep listening to them. We're getting some good reader or good listenership. We want that to continue. And we want you to participate, folks. So um, I don't want you to be intimidated. Um, Here's Todd and I are sitting in this little room with uh, soundproofing around us and headphones on, and we look like radio personalities <laughs> with the professional <laughs> microphones. But Todd makes it really easy. I can tell you, um, he's very, uh, he asks good questions and he'll dub out the things that you don't want people to hear. He'll take out your ums. And so don't be intimidated by it. It's really simple. And we want you to participate. Just contact me or Emily Swinford. Just so you know, that particular um that you just said, I'm leaving in. Otherwise, it's going to sound <laughs> very weird. Yeah, exactly. Got to leave a few in. It sound too perfect. I don't want to be too perfect. Okay, so today our guest is Todd Studer. Well, hi. <laughs> wow, this is great. Welcome, Todd. <laughs> um, we thought st- Todd does help us with our podcasts. Let's start with Todd. What is your background? My background, by the time that I actually figured out what I wanted to do with my life, I was 25 and got my first radio job. And I hadn't, was kind of shiftless until then, as I describe it. You know, my dad was wondering what I was going to do with my life and decided to go back to school and thought that I wanted to be a journalist and work for a newspaper. And I was in journalism class in a two-year junior college in central Iowa. And the instructor did afternoons on the local radio station there, just a tiny little radio station. And they needed someone to fill in 
on the weekends to do the evening shift and then turn around and come back on Sunday mornings. So Saturday evening and then Sunday mornings. I've always had the voice. Now, I didn't have the delivery. That's different. Mm-hmm. But just the raw vocal cord length and things like that, I always had that. And people would say, well, you should be on the radio. So I said, yeah, I'd like to do that. And I went in and read for the job. They gave me some news copy to read. Recorded it. The station manager listened to it. He liked it. And that's how that whole thing started with Saturday nights from 5 to 9.45. It's a very strange time, but this is what they did. And then they signed off back then, back when radio stations still lowered power and they were not on the air overnight. That was uh, That's back when I got started. And then turned around and come back in 7 o'clock Sunday mornings and play the church programs and different things from 7 until noon. So that was the beginning of my radio career. And I did that for quite a while and with a fair amount of success, ended up uh, working for a network and uh, was on shows nationally across the country, upwards of 60 to 70 radio stations at a time, depending on you know which format I was doing. On the country format, I would be on the air in Maine and on the big island of Hawaii at the same time. Wow, that's quite a difference. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it was in, in all points in between. And then eventually that came to an end because corporate radio is what corporate radio is. And, and all of us have been through a layoff at one time or another. And that happened to me. And I decided that I was uh, going to be finished with my radio career because I just I didn't like the instability with mm-hmm. it and was looking for ways to use the same skills. And I found with, after trying a few different things, I found out about the podcasting. And by this point, I had already started doing voice work again. I'd recorded, uh, uh, there's about 200 audiobooks out there with my voice on them. Good ones? No, they're all bad. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. And and it's not, you would be amazed how many things are, are turned into audiobooks because many of these read as if they were, a collection of articles that have been written in another language, washed through Google Translator, and then combined into this long thing. Yes, these are English words, but they don't typically go together. And this is the manuscript that it gave me to read. They paid me for it, so I recorded them, and they're out there. I wouldn't recommend listening to them. but And, and they're not all that way, but a, a good majority of them are. I did some voiceover work from... I, I did some for a, uh, an author in South Africa that she has short stories that she wanted recorded, so I did those. A uh, few commercials. There is a building in Singapore that if there is an emergency, you will hear my voice giving these instructions in English. Ah. I don't know which building, but they had contacted <laughs> me, so we did that. So it, just getting into voice work, and then when I started learning more about podcasting, I realized that this is all the same muscles as radio. It's just a different delivery method. And that's when I started doing that. And initially, we were recording over Zoom calls, just the most basic type of technology that recording an internet connection. As I learned more, I realized there was much better ways of doing things. And then life turned in a certain way that gave me the opportunity to start thinking about this facility that we're sitting in now. And... I talked with uh, Advanced Southwest Iowa Corporation and Nikki Ferguson over there, who was instrumental in helping me with this. It's a wonderful free service that is available to small businesses. Mm-hmm. And she started looking for places, commercial spaces for me. And the, where we're sitting right now is the first one I looked at. 
and we decided that okay this is this is doable and i moved in here the 1st of june of last year of 2022 started building out i actually have some videos of me standing in this room right now where we're in and it's completely empty and i'm talking about what it is i'm going to be bringing looking for these microphones that we're talking into Mm -hmm. when i took the video i was looking for these specific microphones and it just slowly started coming together and then the community started to respond and we found that there's a definite need here the swire podcast is one of four real estate podcasts that we produce here and this is it's a real benefit i think to uh the industry and and when you first came in here and brought up this idea it said this is going to be a way for us to be keep in contact with other swire members and geared towards them open to everybody but geared towards them mm-hmm. and now folks can stay up to date on what's happening with swire while they are en route to an appointment or something like that I thought it was genius. I thought it was a wonderful idea that you guys came up with. And it's been exciting for me to be a part of it and to watch how this has grown for you and watch how the listenership has grown for you. And you are doing quite well with with how many people are listening and also with the interest of being guests on your podcast because you have a lot of interest in that. So I, I think it's I think we can call this a success story. I think we're feeling that way too. I think um Podcasts seem to me like we're so overwhelmed with communication right now, you know, email, phone, video, you're just, there's so much information coming in. So um, we're hoping that, uh, you know, podcast is a little tidbit and you can, you know, it's on your time and you can, you can uh, listen to it when you want to and, and pick the topics you want to listen to. You bet. Yeah. So um, in the studio here, we're, we're in one little room. You have some other, you have some other business going on here in this, in this space too. Well, we do. And it was shortly at, not long after I opened, I received a phone call from Walnut Media. And Walnut Media is a locally owned, uh, family owned media uh, company uh, with uh, stations in Omaha, stations in Fremont. They actually have one in Joliet, Illinois. I'm not sure where that, where that came from, but there's a, there's a rock station in Joliet, Illinois that's part of the Walnut Media family and also a Christian station that uh, broadcasts on an FM signal out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Small company run by radio veterans that have been around for quite a while. Steve mm-hmm. Celine and Patrick Combs are, are heading this up. Steve is the main owner, and uh, Patrick is he, he's the president and makes sure that everything is running correctly. And it was Patrick that I talked to, and he said that they had an interest in bringing a radio station to Council Bluffs. It's been a long time since Council Bluffs had their own commercial radio station. The river has been around for quite a while with Iowa Western. They do a great job, Mm -hmm. and I've always enjoyed the quality of what they do. They're geared towards the college student, which they should be. Yes. Uh, Their their music is uh, it's a hard rock format, and they also do a wonderful job with sports casting too. They've got a great program over there. This is different. It's a commercial radio station designed to serve the entire community and surrounding communities here in Council Bluffs. And when Patrick started talking to me about that, I got excited for him because I wasn't going to be a part of it. They just wanted to lease space for me to be able to put the studio. And as they got closer and closer to the launch and the engineer was here building the studio and I'm watching it go up, 
and they're looking for somebody to come and run the studio, run the uh, radio station. And they'd made a few offers, and the timing just wasn't right for folks to make a move like that um, because they were reaching out to different communities around Iowa. It was important for them to find someone with an Iowa connection. Mm-hmm. And so that was the direction that they were going, and they were just struggling with that. So they started to think, well, maybe we could split up the job and get a manager and then also have a morning show host in two separate positions because initially they talked about doing it in just one. When they said that, then I thought, well, wait a minute, because the morning show was going to run from 6 to 9 in the morning. I have a lot of experience doing radio, and we don't record in our podcast studios before 9. So that made me think, I could probably do that, and then they could, that would take something off their plate and give them a little breathing room while they went and found a manager. Mm-hmm. And so we worked out a deal and that was what was going to happen. We went on the air the 1st of February with Bluffs Country. And we did that first show. Patrick Combs, the president, actually came over and was a part of that first show and uh, joined us. And he hung around until we were done. And he said, hey, come talk to me for a minute. And I said... Uh, uh, We sat down right where you and I are sitting right now in this podcast room. And the first thing he said to me was, don't say no right away. (laughs) (laughs) And and I just, I I got a little funny look on my face. And he said, we'd like to offer you the station manager job here. And he said, we think you're doing a great job. And we like what your experience and what you bring to the table. And we'd really love to have you be a part of this. I told him, I don't have the brain power to run a podcast business and a radio station at the same time. It's just, it takes up a lot of energy mm-hmm. uh, to do that. And he said, well, what if we bought your podcast business? And I thought, well, this is new. <laughs> this isn't something I'd ever considered before. This facility has only been here seven months, and now we're talking about selling? Mm-hmm. And we continued to talk. And uh, through uh, some minor negotiations, it wasn't really a hard sell. They decided, yeah, they want to incorporate the studios on South 4th under the Walnut Media umbrella. And that was how all of that came together. Now I am the station manager of Bluffs Country. I host the morning show with Peggy Sweet. We've expanded the morning show hours now from, it was 6 to 9, it's now 5.30 to 10. We have another local personality that folks may be familiar with. His name is Chuck Denver, and he used to be on KGOR years and years ago. Been doing radio for 40 years. Mm -hmm. Well, he now does middays for us from 10 until 3, and we also have another local, very well-known radio personality in the country music genre in the Omaha Council Bluffs market named Rich Cassidy. And Rich is now doing evenings 7 to 11, and also Sunday afternoons with us as well. We have a very strong local uh, reach, and uh, that is our goal. We want to do radio the way it used to be done, and that is with a, everything is local. We are locally focused. We are here to serve Council Bluffs and the surrounding communities. It's not that we're ignoring Omaha or that we have a problem with Omaha. That is the furthest from the truth. It's just our focus is Council Bluffs, Mm -hmm. and we want to serve Council Bluffs the absolute best that we can, and the community has responded. And we have done very well with local advertisers and uh, listeners. Everywhere I go, I keep hearing how much they love the programming and the music mix and uh, the personalities that we have on the air. It has just gone very, very well. 
And as a matter of fact, as we are recording this, our we've been pushing our Facebook followers, trying yeah. to get more people on. Uh, we've been on the air for two months, and we're about to cross 1,000 followers on Facebook. Oh, great. And it's they're not just following us, they're listening. So that's that's how we know everything is working well. So I know we wanted to talk podcast, and here I just hijacked yeah, it for a radio yeah. show, but... Well, one other thing on your radio show, I know that you are trying to um, highlight like local nonprofits and community organizations on yes, your morning do. show. I know some of the people who've been here on our podcast have been on your radio show. Yes, they have. And we uh, encourage anyone in the area that has a nonprofit organization, if you have an event coming up, you let us know and we'll talk about it. That's a free service that we do. And it's easy to get us the information. We have a website, bluffscountry.com. I can't make it any simpler. That's, that's <laughs> as easy as we can make it. So you go to bluffscountry.com, and across the top of the page, there is a tab there that says events. You click on that and just follow the path to submit the information. That gets it to us, and then we can talk about it on the air. We may call and invite you to come on and join us for a conversation if you would like to, but it's not required. Um, but we do have that option, and I also have the freedom to be able to do these kind of things. That was something that Walnut Media has provided me that they said, we trust you, we trust what you know about programming, and we trust that you have the local community's interest at, uh, best interest at heart. So go ahead, do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. Great. I think the community needed that. How do we find out about these events? I feel like I find out about things after they've happened. A lot of times, yes. <laughs> yeah. We... I'm finding out about organizations now that I didn't know were out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nonprofits in this area, folks doing wonderful work. I didn't know about it. And now we have an outlet to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, there's a mental health awareness walk coming up in May. It's on May 18th. That's mm-hmm. going to be attached to the uh, farmer's market in Council Bluffs that we're going to be a part of. Um, we're helping out with the Restore you know, which Habitat for Humanity, and they've got a big event coming up on May 20th. Uh, so many different things that are happening in the community that now there's another way to get that information out. Right, right. Well, thanks for doing that. I'm Well, thank yeah. you for being so receptive. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit more about podcasts. You bet. So um, you have different packages or services that you can offer. Ours, our package that we use with you you are our host, so you are on every podcast with us, and you lead the conversations. And then you also work as the, I don't know the technical terms, but basically the producer, you go back and clean it up, like I said, and, right. and get all those technical details done for us. You offer other services too. Like you said, we have some realtors who are um, doing podcasts. So sometimes they can host themselves. Absolutely. They can. We do everything from... If you just want to rent studio time from us, so now you've got a professional setting with... You know, we, we use top-of-the-line uh, electronics in mm-hmm. here. This is not the just the little USB stick mic that, <laughs> you know, that, that you can plug in and do karaoke with. That's not what these are. Um, we are selling an entire experience at the same time with recording a podcast. So when you come into this studio, you're going to feel like you're here for a reason, mm-hmm. and that's the goal. So it starts with just renting studio time, and mm-hmm. we have had people that just wanted to be able to do that. Then the next tier would be studio time and an engineer to sit and handle the recording, handle the editing, handle the uploading and the distribution and everything that can be a little intimidating. I mean, once you have the knowledge for it, it's it, it's 
it's like anything else. Once you get the muscle memory, you know, you're going to be quicker and better at it. That's just how it works. Mm -hmm. After that, we offer uh, a host, meaning that someone that can sit here and in much the way that I do uh, with you uh, can facilitate the conversation, which allows you to come in and not have to think about the mechanics of it. You can just worry about the content that you're bringing. We're going to host it for you. So it's kind of like today is a little bit different, but most times when you come in here, Amy, and you bring guests in, you you also are a guest on your own podcast. Mm -hmm. That's how this is set up. It makes it much simpler for you. So you don't have to think about it. You're busy. You don't have time to be messing around with all of this. So that's why this business exists. And then the final tier would be if you want to really hit the ground running and we will provide a celebrity host. And we have some well-known names in Omaha. Uh, Dave Wingert comes to mind. Jack Swanda. We're working on some others as well. Very well-known uh, media personalities in this market that you can now use as your host. So there's kind of a just a graduating way of being able to do things. And how much do you want to, uh, what level do you want to take your podcast to? So that's that's the point to the different levels. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the professional studio here and with the professional microphones. We've done a couple episodes where the guest was not here. So they were um, in their office and we remoted them in. The sound's a little different. It's not quite the same quality, but um, it works. It well, works the out. difference is because they're not using our microphones. Right. So uh, we can record. It's over a website. It's called Zencaster. We have a... Uh, membership with them. There's a little bit of a cost to it, but it's not it's not crazy expensive. It's just a little bit. And it works similar to Zoom, only better. Because if you're recording on Zoom, which you can do, you can hit the record button and it will it will save both audio and video for you if you like. It's recording over the internet connection. So whatever that internet connection is, that's what's being recorded. With Zencaster, it's different. It records what is it records directly to our computer here and it also records directly to the computer of the person that is now your guest that might be out wherever they may be mm -hmm. and then it takes that file that was just recorded on that computer and sends that file back to us here at the studios and by doing that it's clean there is no internet connectivity issues. Even if as you're watching this, it, watching the um, video and listening to the audio on that connection, if the internet kind of gets a little wonky, which can happen from time to time, mm -hmm. it doesn't affect the recording because the recording is happening on the local computer and then that file is sent back. And then when it comes to us, it is our side here or, or if you're sitting here in this chair uh, is on one file and then the other side is on a separate file. So if there's anything that needs to be done to one side, we can do it that way. We don't have to separate it. It's already separated. And then we just blend those two things together. It's a, a very genius process. There's other companies besides Zencaster that do this. This is just the one we use. And it makes it so we are no longer limited by someone that needs to be sitting here in the studio. As you mentioned, it does sound a little different. Uh, however, it still is a way to have guests on from other places. And we had, I'm remembering California, mm -hmm. uh, Barb Betts. Yes. Uh, now Barb has her own podcast and her own system. So she sounded great. <laughs> she probably has one of these microphones in her house. <laughs> I believe as I was 
I believe, I don't know if, these are uh, Shure SM7Bs. I, I don't remember if she had one of those, but she had a very high quality microphone. Mm-hmm. So she sounded wonderful. And we were just recording through her podcast setup back to our podcast setup. Not everybody has that. Something that we do provide, however, if someone wants to uh, sign up with us and use us to produce our podcast is we will also provide you with a high quality microphone. We don't go quite as far as what these are because these are very expensive, but we do provide something that's going to be much better than that on onboard mic that's on your laptop. So you'll get a much better quality. There's something that I, I call an acoustic shell and it's made of metal and foam and it goes around the microphone and it's for uh, to take echo out. You know, because if you ever recording or talking inside of your office, say, there is an echo there. You may not notice it, but mm-hmm. there is there. And when you record it, you can definitely tell. This acoustic shell that we provide takes that out. So now you are not limited to, can I make it to the studios uh, down with, and record with Todd that day? You can actually do this from your office, and the quality is going to be much better. So that is something we now provide with certain packages uh, when folks sign up to have their podcast with us. And I know you're you're passionate about podcasts. I am. You really are. I am. And you've told me before that you are willing to you want to tell people how they can do their own podcast, even if they're not coming through here. Fine. I am. I am more than willing to give you all the information that I have. It's not proprietary. This is just I have knowledge with this, and if you would like to know and be able to do your own, I'd love to tell you. I'll tell you. It's it's fine. We use a, a distribution site, Transistor.fm. This is where we upload all of our podcast too. Every podcast that's produced here starts on transistor.fm. And again, we have a membership there. It's something that we pay a monthly fee for, Mm -hmm. and then we can load them all there. From there, Transistor distributes them everywhere else. So your podcast, such as the Swire podcast, goes out to Spotify, it goes to Apple podcast, it goes to Google podcast, Amazon and Audible, goes to some of the minor ones, Podcast Addict, Deezer, things that I didn't even know existed (laughs) before we started doing this, but they are out there and they get distributed that way. And at the same time, it also comes with a player that Transistor.fm provides. So you can insert that player directly on your social media or you can insert it on your website or wherever you would like to, and people can listen directly from there. And Transistor tracks all of the analytics, so you can see where people are listening and how many people are listening, how long they're listening. All of these things are there, and we can track and see what's happening specifically, You know, such as with the Swire podcast. The vast majority of them are right here locally, but not all of them. Some of them get picked up from other places and other mm-hmm. states as well. So, and it, it's it's kind of interesting. However, and I've, I've talked with you about this. Now, the Swire podcast is a little bit different because you are designed for Swire members. But if there is another realtor that would like to do a podcast, there's a hidden benefit to doing this. And I would recommend use us, don't use us, you should have a podcast. I, I believe that. I believe every realtor should have a podcast because it is an opportunity for you to bring a guest on with you, whether it be another realtor, whether it be like you have done with uh, termite inspectors, with mortgage officers, with anybody that is inside of the industry that you are with, you now get to have a very targeted conversation with that person. And you can build and continue to 
uh, grow a relationship, a business relationship with that person. Friendships grow that way as well. And that's where the benefit is. The listeners, typically, Swire's different, but the listeners on a business podcast is secondary. It's not like it should be ignored. Obviously, you care about who's listening and how many people are listening. But the true benefit is that relationship that you can build with your guests coming in. And if you do a podcast over the course of a year, how valuable is the ability to have 52 of those conversations over a year? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing as some people take clients out golfing. Why do you do that? Just to go out and have a good time? No, you're doing it because it's an opportunity for you to network and to grow a business relationship. Even sitting down and having lunch with a client or lunch with lunch with a business associate, it's the same thing. This is just another way of doing that. So if someone wanted to do their own podcast, they would need something like Transistor that you were talking about? You do need can some... Can they join that? Yeah, oh, anybody can join. Okay. And there are many different podcast platforms, and some of them are even free. Uh, I'm, I, Reacher, I think, is the name of it that has a free service. Their services are much more limited than and not as robust as what Transistor would have or some of the other ones. I used to be on a site called Libsyn, and it is uh, Lib and Sin standing, it's short for liberated syndication. And Libsyn is another uh, distribution site, and that is, um, I, it worked well for me for quite a while. I decided to switch to Transistor. Uh, just after doing some research, I've got a buddy that lives in Georgia that has a lot of podcasts, and it was his recommendation. And I trust him. So I said, you know what? All right, let's go with it. And that's what I did. And But there are many. There is, and any of them will eventually get done what you need to get done. They're all in business to try to serve you that wants to distribute your podcast. So, And they will continue to get better as they do that. As I said, this is just the one I use, but there's many out there. So you need that platform. You need a really good microphone, a good computer. A a strong microphone. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, it it doesn't have to be these that we have But more than just what your laptop has. More than what your laptop has because I have heard from a lot of people that they turn off podcasts because of the the extra noise that they hear in the background, Mm -hmm. you know. You hear the cat walk through the room. It, it, it can be it, it can be charming if you play it correctly, <laughs> but dog, dogs not always. You know, you don't want to hear the closet door close. You, I mean, let's say it like it is. You don't want to hear a toilet flush. Right. Mm-hmm. These kind of things that matter. The system that we have here, every single podcast that we release passes specifications for audiobooks. There is something called a noise floor, and that means can the human ear hear what's going on in the background. You're not supposed to. It also passes, uh, there is a certain level, average level of audio that you want to keep it at. The volume isn't going up and down. Okay. Uh, we want to make sure that there's not spikes in the level of audio, meaning that every once in a while, you know, like if a door closes or, you know, it's something that uh, makes the audio loud for just a second that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want people jumping. It needs to be comfortable to listen to. And I personally use a free audio editor. It's known as Audacity. Folks in the voiceover industry get very upset with guys like me that use <laughs> this free. Uh, well, why would you do that? That's just because it works. It does what I need it to do. And there are free plugins that I put into place that I just uh, run and edit 
over it. And it, all these things I'm talking about, it does it for me. And I don't have to go through and individually check out all of these things. So uh, it doesn't take a lot of money as far as investment is concerned. You do want to have uh, some soundproofing. If someone is doing a podcast and say they're just doing it on their own, they're not bringing guests in, then, well, let me put it this way. You would be amazed how many audiobooks are recorded in a walk-in closet. Hmm. That yeah. happens a lot because you've got all the clothes in there to absorb the audio and the, the echo and everything else. It's quiet in there. I totally get this. My hmm. niece is an aspiring opera singer. Really? And when she does, through COVID, all the auditions were recorded and sent in. And that's what she would do. She would go in her closet and record in her closet. Yep. <laughs> it is, uh, it's a common thing. And I had a makeshift studio in my house before I built this. I did built the thing out of, I made a frame out of PVC pipes. And then because a buddy of mine, these... This is an audio podcast, so listeners can't see it, but you can see it, Amy, that I've got these panels hanging on the wall. These are acoustic panels. A buddy of mine gave me these. Uh, they weren't painted yet, but he worked for an assisted living place, and these were all up inside of their cafeteria to knock down echo and things because it was oh. a large, sterile room. Mm -hmm. Their residents who oftentimes can have a little bit of difficulty hearing, these helped with that. Well, they took them down and upgraded, and he asked me if I wanted them. Now they're here. They've been repurposed. Uh, so anyway, it that type of having something to treat the room a little bit, and it's not as expensive as you might think. You can get uh, acoustic foam to be able to hang on your wall. Uh, you can spend as much as you want to spend. That's what it comes down to. But you just want to take the echo out a little bit. Uh, we have what are known as bass traps in here, which are up in the corners that you can see. Uh, those take out the low end of uh, sound waves, the panels hanging directly on the wall take out the mid-level range. So it's not uh, acoustically dead in here. It's not like you're walking into a walk-in closet. It's got a little bit of life to it, but mm -hmm. it's still, it sounds good. And and again, if somebody has questions about it, I'm happy to, happy to answer them for them. It's fine. If you need help setting up your entire podcast, give me a call. I'd love to help you. Won't charge you a dime. Well, well thanks, Todd. Um, so Todd's here at Studios on South 4th. That's 600 South 4th in Council Bluffs. That's also where the uh, Bluffs Country Studios are at. Okay, great, great. Thank you very much for all you do for us for our podcast every week. And um, good luck with the radio station and all you're trying to do for the community. Well, thank you so much, Amy. It's It's been uh, it, it's been wonderful getting to know everybody at Swire. And the folks that you bring in here have been very complimentary as well. When you bring in guests, it's been a lot of fun meeting people. And that's kind of the best part of my job. Great. We thank you also for listening to this episode of the Swire Podcast. And as Amy mentioned, we do release new episodes each week. Until next time, take care.